You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. What's up, Denver? We have a great podcast about house hacking and house hacking in today's high interest rate environment. So our guest, actually less than two years ago, was a tenant in one of Jeff White's room-by-room rentals, saw the power of house hacking, bought his first house hack over a year ago for less than $3,000 down, and now has just closed on his second house hack, where, get this, no money in, actually got a $1,000 check back out, and is about living for free. So powerful story, Lots to unpack, and we'll also talk about how he's doing almost no money down and making it work at interest rates in the 7%. All right, to tee it up, I got Troy Howe with Nova Home Loans. Welcome, Troy. Thank you. So a lot of you guys know Troy, so Troy actually did the loan on this uh, property and also knows the game of house hacking. I also got Jeff White, who uh, was the agent on here. Yeah. What's up, Jeff? I'm living the dream here. You know, I get to be talking about uh, amazing house hack deal around great people and you're not just yeah. living the dream, you're helping other people achieve yeah. their dreams, He's which is even better. Yes. So in- introduce our guest and your guys' client. Yeah, so Shriganesh is the client and his story is absolutely amazing. He started off basically, uh, I'll just give you the high level, Chris alluded to it in the intro, um, lived in, basically was a tenant in my basement and not just the uh, the large room. I gave him the small corner I think it was eight by eight. Yeah. The tiny nice. room. Yep. Oh, you gave him the Southeast get, closet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You had the shut off in there too. So he's my tenant in the basement and very smart guy. You know, he's like, Hey, I want to save money. I want to, uh, not have to, you know, coming from an apartment and then, you know, downsizing, basically going to at a house with a bunch of roommates. Absolutely amazing. And cut his living costs in half, half. And then from there, um, he saw how he's operating it as a house hack. And then he started, like, was curious because uh, of his background um, in his uh, business endeavors and software engineering. He was, like, very inquisitive and wanted to know, like, what I was doing, how did I do that, uh, and even potentially can um, can I potentially buy something or should I go rent? But I want to have Ganesh tell more of the story because we'll continue on from there. So going back to when you were living there, what kind of drove you to be more curious about uh, house hacking or um, potentially renting? Like, what was yeah. your decision tree there? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, um, when I was renting uh, at your place, um, I was a single guy and living in a room, uh, eight by eight room. But uh, I got married after a couple of months, right after uh, I moved in with your beautiful property in Lakewood. Uh, but then, when I got married, I, uh, my wife, I wanted to have our own place, right? Where, and, but I, I started looking for the apartments in Denver, downtown area, um, uh, where my office are, something like that. And then I find out that it's like the rent is like 1,500 uh, around, and then you have parking fee, $100, and uh, additional utilities, whatnot. So at least like around like close to 1,800 bucks, that's major chunk of my salary, right? And yeah. knowing that my wife, she's going going to be a student for a couple of years. That math would not just work with me. Mm. It will just break me down, right? If I have major, uh, if I have major uh, big ticket items, right? Like health or something like that. So that wasn't going to work with me. And um, I got, I see, I saw how Jeff is doing his property in the Lakewood, right? He was living there with his wife um, at the time in one 
room and then the rest of the rooms are uh, were rented at the time i saw that and i we, get, we got into talking around um, how he do it and then i got excited but i think i wasn't much more into real estate that wasn't my passion what not but i think my situation where i wanted to cut down my living cost my rent essentially because major portion of the expense is rent right yep. so i want if i can cut that down and have my own place with my wife um that i wouldn't ask more from that so i'm hearing really like i get you weren't like you know you're you weren't a real estate junkie nor were you looking for it but you had a problem uh which was hey how can i find a place where i can have some privacy and live in and not break break the bank and you solve the problem by saying hey i see this guy jeff doing this in real estate you're just a very good problem solver is what i'm hearing that's correct yeah 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 so um and and my wife i know like uh we wouldn't want she i was not sure like she would be comfortable with the bunch of strangers what not so when we bought the first property upstairs i got two rooms and i had my friend moved in with me uh and then is not he's not stranger anymore right so upstairs me my wife and my friend so he's paying the rent too right mm-hmm. so but it's like upstairs we got ourselves like kind of like private and and our own place right so and that worked out pretty great for my family on the first deal and then going back a little bit so <clears throat> what led you uh so when you f- that first place if we want to talk about that um what kind of appealed to you on that one was it um the size of the house the rooms uh kind of like high level what did that accomplish from going from potentially renting that one bedroom for 1600 bucks plus utilities um so basically potentially paying that and then you found this one bed uh big house and you know living upstairs with your friend and your wife and then you rented out um can you go a little more into that yeah for sure yeah so uh, when we when we were looking uh before we start even looking what not like i talked to jeff and we talked about the numbers right so i want to make sure like if i'm getting the place then i want to make sure the rent that i'm assuming i will with the house hack i will have reduced rent per yep. month i want to have make sure the the numbers work right so when we found this beautiful place in westminster um jeff mentioned that hey we have to be a little bit creative to make the number works what same thing what he did in liquid house so what we did we put uh we put a bedroom in the basement right basement was i think it, it was much huge and a lot of tenants they don't even use the basement because i rented for 6 years prior to buy the house right so i know like i'm most of the time i'm in my room and um the, and so we added the room and then the numbers making number starts making sense Yeah, walk us through this deal because I mean, yeah. before we get the rent, like you also used um some credit fi- and I mean credit financing, um just a grant program like for getting like very low down because like there's the the rent numbers, but also like the buy side, you bought really well, um where you didn't get like you didn't go out there knocking a thousand doors, but you made it work through financing where you had very low money down. And I know Jeff, this is one of your creative specialties. Yeah, so I, I it depends on the client and their situation, but Ganesh was like, how can I what's the right time to buy? How could I get a deal in a market like a year ago to like a year ago basically. Um and my favorite time to buy and I tell all I'm like uh, preaching from the uh, mountaintops and all that is like Thanksgiving to uh New Year's is easily the best time to buy. Your competition is all taking vacations, spending time with family, basically not looking. And but for buyers, 
it gives you more opportunity. So when I was telling Ganesh, like, hey, you know, look right before year end, uh, try to find something right before year end, and you'll be able to get yourself the best deal possible. On top of that, um, there's this down payment grant um, assistance. And if you're willing to live in a certain area that qualifies for the program, now it opens up more doors and you can pretty much get into this house for basically a small amount of money. Um, and that's pretty much where it started. And then it narrowed down the areas um, and then what he's qualified for. And then we found this house that was a big house and already had egress windows in the basement. So it was already kind of set up and like a nice, almost a separate entrance basically. And then just a few pretty much rent ready condition. It only needed that basically a few modifications, but that's where it kind of went to. So when you bought it, how many bedroom and bath was it? Uh, was it five beds? Yeah, it was yeah. five. Yeah. And then you added one bedroom to it? Yeah, it's got a case. Okay. Yeah. And then as far as like, what was the purchase price and how like rough money in? Yeah. Purchase was what, 500 right. K? So before yeah. we started looking, I think we started uh, just a month ago, like very soon at the same house, it was like 515. But then it was, the number was not making sense, right? So we, Jeff and I, we started looking at other properties, other properties, mm -hmm. and then a month passed, a month passed by, a month goes by. And then after that, I think they, Jeff saw, they reduced the price because same thing, like Thanksgiving and they started, the holidays started kicking in. That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that it started, the price started dropping, right? And Jeff gave me a call um, and then he's like, hey, this house, they reduced the price. Do you want to take a look? Um, and then, yeah, we should. And then we we put an offer with uh, with the seller credits of like 15 grand more, right? Yeah. So the 15 grand already, <laughs> they reduced the price. Now it's like 500 and then 15 grand, we got the seller credit of 15 grand. And on, on top of that, we already like, Jeff has a pretty good network of lenders where each lenders may have their own different programs that they can qualify um, for their clients, whatnot. Um, so we he found a program really good for me and then, I already knew I don't have to pay a down payment. Yeah. Because I already have a program for it. Yes. Right? The closing cost, that's what I was worried about. But the, then I got seller credit too yeah. to get the closing cost covered. So for me, a very little money that I put in. Um, and then house was ours. Yeah. And you were all in for like 3K ish, was <laughs> that's it? Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. That's nuts. For so half a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, half a million dollar asset. You're all in for about $3,000. Yeah, that's good. Oh, uh, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. So what we're to highlight here, we're going to go through this because like the, the the cool thing is we'll fast forward a minute, like this is a repeatable process. Jeff, Ganesh, and Troy have done. Um, but he took action. He saw it, optimized between location, what he needed, what he could operate, and then optimized with lending and found a great property, great location, great financing, and one that most importantly worked out for you right. and your new family. Yeah, yeah. And I know once you closed on there, you've had some interesting stories come along the way. Yeah. It turned into a little bit of like Fight Club for a minute there, right? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I heard before. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's so, the new house hacking strategy? Yeah. <laughs> um, I know like Jeff is a really good um, uh, real estate agent for me so far because we just got the house closed and whatnot. And he already, he had a really good course of like, you pay just a very little 75 bucks and you you follow the, he has the process of like, how do you do screening? How do you stage? Follow right? the plan. All, all the plan, right? And um, I I went through the course, but I didn't realize how important it is that I should follow. I'm like, I don't know, like, right? So, um, because, uh, and then I had, I for a while, like I started with Airbnb guy and then with Airbnb now, 
with Airbnb, there was tenants, few tenants, and it was great, whatnot. But then I, the, the person that was there, he wanted to have long terms, right? And then I'm like, okay, right, white, I'm having a little bit of construction improvements going on on my property in first couple of months. Let's have him. And then Airbnb, I didn't have any background check done, right? Mm. Which was mentioned by his course in the in the process. Um, I didn't have, and he, he was a dentist. Right, so I'm like, yeah, he's an Airbnb guy, looks nice, talk nice, is a very job. sweet person, <laughs> yeah, he has a decent job, whatnot, I, I will not have any problems, right? But then uh, I had another another person moved in and then I don't know what happened, but they started to have a little bit fight, a little bit fight, and then- Like um, physical, alter like physical, right? Physical fight, yeah. and, then, and then they had like one day, they, they had like, I was sleeping and then my wife, she came rushing like, hey, there is blood, blood everywhere. I'm like, what, what happened? <laughs> and then she's like, wake up, wake up. I'm like, I, 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 for a minute, like I was like, stop, like, because like, blood? Yeah. What's going on now, <laughs> right? So I, I came back rushing and I saw on my couch, there is a split of bloods, whatnot, and the floor and and two persons, like the Airbnb people, right? They, they were just fighting right there. And like, and the fighting was going live, right? So, I asked my wife like like hey just call nine one one what what we we called nine one one they they came a um, little bit late but <laughs> but but they came right like so they but, but by the time they were having much more argument whatnot and I had my I had my friend to like you know like isolate one person holding my friend holding him I'm holding the other guy like hey don't fight let's let's talk whatnot and then but I don't think they were in the mood to talk <laughs> wow. because yeah. already the blood his his face was like all bloody and then the other guy was, like too angry and whatnot. So it was very, very like, very disappointing for me is like, I don't know if I should continue. That night, mm. same night, I asked my wife, I don't know if this is sustainable. Like maybe I can just have this place just by myself. I wanna quit. Wow. I just wanna quit because this, there is nothing more than family, right? Like I mean, my, if my family, I feel like threatened, yeah. I wouldn't want to do it again. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I talked to Jeff and then, um, and then we, we got things figured out how to move, how to have the proper eviction on the people, right? How to have proper process to give the proper notice to them, right? Not breaking the law. Um, and I know like a lot of rules are, some of the rules are with landlords, some of the rules are with tenants too. So they are very, very powerful for them, right? So, um, so that's that's what lessons learned. Follow the process, no matter yeah. what. Follow the process. Screen everyone. Background. Screen everyone. Background. background. <laughs> yeah, background is very very important. Right. Yeah. Who and cares I, if they're uh, dentist? Just because they have a nice smile doesn't mean you can trust them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's so true. And this is just it comes down to like you know, really any business they investing. Say, hey, follow the plan, follow the process. You know, Jeff Jeff put that plan together because he's taken his black eyes, mm -hmm. um, you know, along the way um to put that on there so take it and that was the course you put together right yes. Jeff? Yep. yeah so that's something uh all of our clients that work with us we have a couple free courses on how to do a room by room house hack how to self-manage how to airbnb and comes with all the processes and checklists so if you guys are a client make sure you let us know so we'll give you to that for free the other thing i want to point out too is you know we always say this but this is a great reminder it's always a matter of when <laughs> not if something bad will happen in real estate might be flooding, might be a tenant destroying the property, might be your tenants getting into a fight. Like it's yeah. a matter of when that is part of the, that's part of investing in real estate is you deal with that stuff. That's why we also make better returns in the stock market typically. Yeah. All right. So you did that and you realized, hey, 
it wasn't that real estate investing is bad. The issue was, hey, right. we didn't follow the process. <laughs> Got it. Um, so, hey, you did correct, of course, there. Mm-hmm. And I, it sounds like your wife was on board with that as well. That's correct. Yeah. She was like, let's try one more. Let's give one more shot. Right. Just follow uh, the process and whatnot. And um, and then uh, and then we will see from there. Okay. And then so far it worked out great because the same thing after that, I had the tenants, everyone screened and same tenant I have right now, even after a year, I would say like eight months, nine awesome. months. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. And then bring us up now. Cause I know you, I think what the end of October, you just closed on your second house act, which is the one I really want to dive into. Cause Hey, it's today's, you know, numbers, uh, it's in the interest rate of 7%. And the coolest thing about there is like you actually walked away with a check at closing, uh, <laughs> a couple, which a couple is checks. something that we don't talk about too often, nor does yep. it happen. But you just had a bunch of stuff that lined up very well for us. So like unpack that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So when I had uh, my first problem, which was like how to reduce my rent, was solved by first property. But now. I had um, I had kid on the way, right? My wife was pregnant and I knew like in December, I will have one more kid. And so, so my mother-in-law, we invited her to help us out. And um, I'm a software engineer, I work from home. So basically I needed three rooms now, mm. but on the same property, if I get the three rooms just by myself, the number will not work. Mm. So my problem is now I want the same floor, more privacy, right? Mm. For me and my family. Um, because I wa- I don't want the tenants walking with the shoes when my kid is playing <laughs> playing on the on the on the same floor, right? Yep. So I don't want that. So um, and the numbers also I want to make make sure that my family is like we are rent free. Uh, we are living rent free now. So that's why I got into looking started into the another deal, uh, the second house hack. And in the second house hack now, but before I got into that, I had a kind of like lenders checklist that I have. Uh, what I do with that is first I talk to different bunch of lenders, like see what programs they have. Each one have different programs because I think like what I heard is like each program, they maybe some lenders qualify to have those programs. Some may not, right? Yep. Something like that. Like for example, the Chaffa, maybe one lender can offer that another may, may not. So same thing. So I had that. Okay. I, I had that first one, all the weighted, all the lenders, right? see what program they have and what I qualify for, what my current debt to income ratio looks like, what my assets look like, what my liability looks like, all that stuff. So- How um, many lenders did you talk with? I talked to three lenders. Three lenders, okay. That's correct, yeah. And Troy was one of them? Troy was one of them. I see, okay, cool. I I talked with Troy, I talked with the other banks as well because my first loan was from bank. So I make sure, um, but then I, sooner I realized the banks, they're not that creative. (laughs) No. <laughs> in terms of lending. Yeah. Um, so that's what I kind of like, because first deal was straightforward. So the bank did help. Um, but the second was a little bit creative. So, and I wanted to be creative because I don't want to put any money because when you have kid and the delivery and the, all the fees and all that stuff, mm. you don't even talk about those numbers, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's funny. What, health yes. insurance, does yeah. it cover everything? No, <laughs> no. My wife, yeah, I'm the only person who earns, right? So my wife, she's on me as a dependent on insurance already. Yep. And right. the kid is already on the dependent on the insurance, whatnot. So that gets, the number gets a lot. So that's why I'm like, I will have much more debt. Now, how can I get from this date, right? So I got bigger debt to get rid of the smaller debt. Mm. And uh, that's probably working great. So the checklist that another program is like, I look for how, based on my DTI and all that, how much I can afford, right? And I already knew my own 
personal goal i want to have separate uh, entrance for, for for the tenants i want to have the three rooms the same floor for me separate bathroom um and then uh, which neighborhood i want to have because the i think the commute and all that that was very important for me so i got yeah. uh based on the first deal versus second deal right and then um and the seller credit how much i need hmm. that's i already knew how much seller credit i would need in order to kind of like range in order to have this deal worked out because i do i just don't have enough money to put in from my pocket to the the deal yeah i just don't have it but i also want to have i also want to solve my problem hmm. um and that's where the creative lenders like like try came and help help me out and um i couldn't say thank you enough for that because uh, you solved my family problem you solved kind of like financial problem too right yeah. um so with the second deal even after living for three rooms just for ourselves for same floor i still make the number work by doing some creative ways such as turning the garage into a room right and that's the biggest room i have in my in my house mm-hmm. and that's like the best room beautiful room and i get 950 for that room right um i in the basement i converted um i i added two more rooms something like that. so total i got eight rooms in the second deal five of them i rented out three of them i keep it to myself so you got eight bedrooms in the new house one being with the garage conversion yep. and you got the upstairs to yourself three rooms correct uh bedroom home office and then room for your mother-in-law that's correct and the kitchen and living space upstairs right right what part of town is this in It's Westminster. Westminster. And then let's talk about the the numbers and walk us through the financing on their tro because I know like you know the you know the things like about Utro is hey you you've you've got the great programs but you're also very good at like truly understanding people's like needs like you you do really job like listening at what for people's wants and then saying hey here's how we can help solve that problem or get you to that goal so you have Ganesh come to you and ha- obviously he's doing his homework he's prepped So what process you take him through and how do you help put together this finance package? Yeah, and just what Ganesh had touched on already is doing that upfront homework. So here's my house I own right now. I'm departing that house and buying my second house. So we had to review that and package that to make sure how that would calculate into his DTI, right? The existing house with the rental income coming off that house and then also getting some more rent coming in from the space you were occupying when you left that house so your departure residence so doing that front end homework was highly helpful um getting pre-approved so doing the application getting the documentation and getting all that information so it, it makes it so much easier and less stressful once the house was identified and then having a great partner with Jeff on the real estate side to be able to negotiate in the seller credits with the program that we're plugging Ganesh into to to really make the numbers fly so um so down payment assistance financing nothing overly magical with that but then packaging in those seller credits to help with the remainder of the closing cost to really get you skinny on the cash into it to the point where it really got you some money to improve the house that you talked about the garage and the extra uh, bedrooms in the basements to make the numbers work we're all taken care of literally uh, you got money back at closing from your deposit which is awesome plus yeah can we can we break that down or yeah. I find it so fast thing especially it's the way you basically escrowed some of the, re- the improvement cost right and yeah go ahead Jeff I, you want to jump in yeah so I go high level and try yeah. to get more details so high yep. level it was <clears throat> Westminster property it was 
four bed, three bath, about 24, 2,500 square feet. Mm-hmm. Pretty so good size. Pretty style. typical single family yeah, yeah. home. But it was. Uh, but I love this. Yeah, it's always there's always a good but. <laughs> there's good some butt. bad buts, but this good but. Uh, this one was a nice setup already. So it was about as move and ready, rent ready condition as possible. New flooring, new paint, new baseboards, uh, new windows, new roof, gutters, garage. Was it a flip property? No, the guy owned it for about 10 years and just wanted to f- improve it before selling. So he was oh. a owner, okay, uh, great. agent, owner, agent, seller, and then had new mechanical systems. So new AC, new furnace, new water heater. So pretty much about as ready to go as I've ever seen for a, just a, a single family house and price at. So this is why I also like buying in the fall winter is because everyone's on vacation or just sitting at home uh, twiddling their thumbs and uh, they're not looking. <laughs> so your competition for a house like this is a guy like Chris, this with a, you know, or Troy that have families and everyone likes single families, but your competition is other families more so than a house hacker. But families don't like to move their family if kids are already in school. So like after late August, they're like, well, you know, kids are in school. I'm not going to like uproot my family and move. So your competition was basically just yourself. Yep. So we came in, it's listed at, um, was it five? It was listed at 515. We came in at 520 mm-hmm. because we knew based on the improvements already, it's already like a, a better than average place in that location. And we asked for a 15K credit on the front end, seller credit. How long had it been on the market? Like 20 days. Yeah. Okay. Not super long, but long enough where I knew. That's right around the first price yeah. drop usually. Right uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he was uh, definitely semi-motivated seller. Like He pretty much accepted it with that 15K credit. And I felt confident it would appraise based on the comps because we weren't going like 10K over asking, but 520, 15K credit. Um, and from there we did the inspection and it was like some, I don't even remember exactly minor. Yeah. Very minor, electrical. <laughs> was breakers. Like, I think the breakers were just old. Yeah. Very little minor. Like I somehow convinced them, let's just add another 3k seller credit on top of the 15k. So we got 18k dollar seller credit after the inspection for moving ready place from some minor electrical issue that wasn't $3,000, but. I convinced because the guy was motivated to sell it. So 18K seller credit, 520K price, and Troy. What yeah, uh that's that's where Jeff created a problem for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> now he's got all this credit to work with, and it's more than what was needed for the down payment and closing costs, especially when we had it packaged out with a down payment assistance program, which already made it pretty skinny with cash needed anyway. So we worked towards figuring out what you planned on doing with the property and then built that into the deal to allow for some of that $18,000 credit to go towards your closing costs to make that minimal. And then had all the work taken care of for you that you planned on the garage, the two additional rooms were paid for. Because part of it, like I say, you you say problem is because you can only have so many credits at closing. Right. Right. Uh, And you have to otherwise basically like use it or lose it. Exactly. And you don't want to lose No, you don't want to leave money on the table. Yeah. Exactly. Or a price it, reduction, right? Well, a price right. reduction, yeah you, yeah, you buy it for less, but it doesn't really move the numbers a lot. It doesn't change the payment a lot. So let's, and I want to chime in here because this is a, you know, we all do this all the time now, but for new investors out there, like, it sounds very weird. Hey, you actually raise the price a little bit to do a $15,000 credit, which means, mm-hmm. hey, you 
essentially get $15,000 back at the closing table rather than uh, reducing the price by $15,000. Mm-hmm. Right. If you reduce it by $15,000, what the mortgage change is by 30 bucks a month? Well, fif- yeah. So 15K might be 100 bucks a month. Okay, $100 a month. So let's call it 100 bucks, a little, maybe a little over, but 15,000 in the bank versus 100 bucks a month. You know, you got to kind of pick which way you want to go. Yeah. And having that 15 grand in the bank makes a lot better sense. Yeah, I think so. I'd rather have 15K a day than $100 yeah. a month. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you doing your analytics on the yep. property knew that, hey, this is going to make a lot of sense. Yep. Uh, especially with the rental income you could get on those properties, yeah, on that on those rooms with that property, uh, it was going to work out awesome, which it is right now. You've got five rooms rented, three rooms for yourself, yep. So you basically live there, even with the current interest rates being what it is, and you already got what five rooms rented right now. Oh yeah, four, four, four rooms already. So you when's got. your first mortgage? Uh, and you haven't made your first mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in January oh, next year, and yeah. they've already paid rent though. So yep. they're going to help you make your I already have, their, de- you already have, have the to, deposit. Yeah, I already have their deposit, right, and the, and the rent from wow. November and then December. Awesome. So yeah. you, you got into it with improvements being made, yeah. and you've got yeah. the payment covered. But that's where that's where I think, like, uh, Jeff came in and helped me out for the timing, right? Like, for example, for me, I knew my kid is on on the way. I will be busy with that, and I, I, I will be buying the house, the improvements, all that stuff. So I think we timed it, meaning... Um, before I bought the house, I already had the kind of like little furniture, like for that 30 days closing, mm-hmm. I had the furniture ready, right? Like, because you have to like shop for multiple places, like marketplace and all that stuff. You cannot do everything at once or have the pictures on ad up ready on the Facebook marketplace or roomies or other portals, yeah. right? So you got to time that. And Jeff really helped me out with the timing wise, right? So everything is not coming at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like frustrated. <laughs> myself right mm-hmm. um so we timed that out and that's why that's why we have tenants even before i complete my all the improvements and that's where because those money i can have it for in case something goes wrong right because the emergency fund is always nice to have absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. so you had while you were closing you were getting your furnishing and getting on the lease of plant in place Correct. so that way when it's ready to go you're like hey i've got this other stuff ready to go and not just, oh, a month of vacancy while you're shopping on marketplace and figuring out what to do. So like, that's a great tip right there. Cause I often, I mean, we've all seen this where someone buys a property and then it takes them six months, you know, to kind of get things improved mm-hmm. or whatever. But like a big part of your success, Ganesh, is that you just like, you're a planner and you're like, Hey, great. Here's a timeline. Here's this. And when you plan things out, get the timeline smoothed up, you get to like stack the deck like you did here. And I mean, you, put no money in this place. You have actually a thousand dollars back out. And from a pure number standpoint, what's so interesting is like you're making an infinite return on this property mm-hmm. while you're living there at what a 7.625% interest rate. Yep. Like it's nuts. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> today. And today's yeah, market. It's not this yeah. wasn't, you know, two years ago. It's like it's no. Not, <laughs> this wasn't like off market deal. This is straight from the MLS. This is quarter four, twenty twenty-three. Yeah. Q4 2023. And it was just a single family. Anyone else could have bought it. It wasn't like we had some super secret tactic to figure out this is an amazing deal. The only thing that separated it uh because of what Ganesh learned on the first place, he knows what to look for and how to Ooh, yeah. find uh turn this four bed, three bath into eight bed, three bath. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, there's a lot of single family houses out there. There's a lot of places that could work, but a lot of them don't work. And that's also important to know is 
which ones could work for your goals. And this one checked the boxes. It had the garage is already kind of finished already. And he just added floor. Like it was pretty straightforward to finish it up. And it turned it from a four bed, three bath to an eight bed, three bath. This makes the numbers way better for him and his family and his go original goals of taking his mortgage slash rent down to zero. Yeah. Also, I think another tip that I would, I would, uh, that was useful for me is like, even before I put an offer, I had my contractors came in and like check for the improvements that I wanted to have to make the number work. Like, hey, how much if I turn this garage into the room, how much it would be, right? In the basement, if I want to add two rooms, like how much that would look like. So to make sure that number works and to make sure the I can work with those numbers with the seller credit and then the, and then the, all the, um, programs that Troy has, right? So to make all that number work. So I think all that stuff. And then when we put the offer, I had my contractors already signed the contract. Like by the day the house got closed, they have to start working on the same day so that mm -hmm. I don't, I can have the house turn. You had them lined up that well? That's yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He yeah. had it already. Yeah, they signed a contract. He's an engineer. He's, yeah. an engineer. I love He's it. efficient. How many yeah. quotes did you get? How many? Yeah, for your, that work being done. How many quotes was it? For all the work. Oh yeah, I got uh, I got like uh, three yeah. quotes uh, for each one for yeah. each project yeah. because <laughs> I divided uh, I divided the whole project into three different projects, right? Yeah. Like the one bathroom, the garage. So uh, one project. So a bathroom, correct. a garage, and then the basement. And basement the rooms. Correct. And then, so okay. yeah. I had three different contractors like came in and uh, some of them referred by Jeff um, and some of them I knew from the prior deals whatnot. Um, and we have lined up for each project and honestly that worked out so beautifully because like. Some based on the plumbing, based on what experts, I think like different contractors gave me different quote. And since all of them I knew, and then that worked out very well. So for three projects, I gave contact to three different people. Mm -hmm. And that works out so well because they, and everyone knew like I'm going to have another contractors coming in. Yep. Everyone knew who are the other contractors are. Everyone knew like they already, like I already showed them my prior work that they have done with me, right? I already know like, okay, they are trustworthy, trustworthy and uh, Jeff, they were also worked on the Jeff, other properties as well. So they already knew. So there was a competition among them, right? And they gave me the best price that I wouldn't even negotiated more than that for. So all the price that they gave and I gave each contractor each project and that worked out beautifully. Like I didn't have to put a dollar into it. Wow. I love it. Yeah. Just methodical. And then also he did a smart thing too. It's also in my course, the pre-leasing, you did this. So as long as you, if you're going to use the pictures of a listing, make sure to confirm with the listing agent yep. for any of you realtors out there. Yes. Uh, don't just use their photos because those are copyrighted. But we got permission and he's able to use those photos and kind of post an ad with their permission as well to get those rooms basically, uh, you know, mark, start marketing because he knew fall is for rent by room, just like even normal normal tenants, it's the hardest time to fill vacancies. So the earlier you start, the more likely you'll be able to fill the rooms versus just waiting to day of closing and yeah. then starting. So he started like two weeks prior right. from your close date. So by the time you close, you already had like three people in there, mm -hmm. right? Basically, and it, and it, gave you time, it gave you time to do your pre-screening process, right. which you learned from from the fight night. <laughs> yeah, the fight club. Uh, right. That's right. Take your time. Take your time. Don't rush it. Do your due yeah. diligence, which Jeff is awesome at. Yeah. Right. Uh, that tip is huge. Yeah. So I think like for me, Jeff is like, I think like finding the good real estate agent is, is not just like who can help you just to buy the house. But I think like all the process, like setting up those processes, like con contacting, I think he contacted like almost like every two days, he contacted the 
the the seller of the house like hey how's the gutter looks right like or, or what's the you know all the questions that i had like when was the hvac got replaced or all that stuff like all that stuff like he already knew and he contacted like all them and negotiation i think like it goes more than just like buying a place and even after that it's not just like you close the house and it's yours and the key they hand over the key and that's about it it's not like that i think like it's more than that because there are always 10 different yeah. questions that you have like and since i'm very new to this like i didn't know where to for example even like where to put the bedroom right or does it make sense to have the what kind of like closet size in there or does it make sense to have the flooring with i don't know simple questions like carpet versus flooring right wooden flooring like i wouldn't know that <laughs> so um, i mean those kind of questions like someone who has expertise it has done over and over and over again it just helps me turn and i can tell you because from my prior deal one example real quick is like for example on my first deal i didn't look at the gutters i underestimated like gutters i didn't fix that because the handyman says like 500 bucks they're going to fix the gutters right i'm like 500 dollars too much right i didn't <laughs> fix the gutter <laughs> what happened next when there was a I think uh, the rain it was like highest in couple of years I think last year oh, yeah. my my basement was flooded oh no and then I spent more than $2000 to fix the gutters and fix the basement right yeah. so I think like I underestimated like ah uh, yeah find a dollar is a lot yeah. right but that's that's <laughs> that's compared to the what it cost me mm-hmm. it's not a lot So that's why when I look for the next property I already look for all those things like hey is my HVAC new because I know like those are very important is my gutters new those are very very important it's like mm-hmm. it's not just the cost you money wise but it's also frustrated the tenants like when there is mold when there is like you know like mm-hmm. flood and there is like mold and they have to get out and then all the process is like when handyman is working everyone has the noise and no one can sleep all that stuff so those are nightmares for roommates too who are already there So those are kind of like yeah don't underestimate the the all the little work that is like absolutely necessary must have on your property. So that's where I think that's where he helped me with the he has like good eyes on like okay this gutters like how they look right so and uh, for example how the flooring look is that little bit slant you know yeah, the slope and yeah, the grade, the slope? Yeah. exactly the hvac system how the, how does that look all that stuff is like or even the water how much it would bill me based on the area for the uh, front yard and back yard because water bill they are not cheap mm-hmm. water bills they they are yeah they are a lot too so i think with all those little things those those get add up real quick yep so that's where he his help on on all that stuff is not just being real estate buying me help just buying me the house that help like is more than that and that's why it's it's uh, it's always good to have the good lenders and the good agent because i think For when i started i feel like i'm alone right like i don't know how i'm going to do 500 <laughs> like half million deal right mm-hmm. like and what if what if like this happens what if what if what if right but then you have the meetup group right you have good lenders and you have yeah. the agent that you can reach out to even after deal is closed that much more like peace of mind for me and that's what i like peace of mind for me because i have family to you know Absolutely. and and a w2 job you know to take care of no i appreciate you saying that i'm glad yeah. that that the team could help you out because i mean we all it's said so many times that it kind of becomes a broken record but like it's so important to have like the right investing team and agent and lender are kind of like i think the core components you know contractors and title and other stuff you know they they kind of come and go but uh agent lender like they're they're like the a team or the a part of the team in there yeah. so yeah 
That's yeah, thank awesome, you man. for the shout out. I appreciate so, it. Yeah, what's uh, what's next? You're on property two. What's what's uh, what's next? You're gonna house hack again? Or are you? Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, you're gonna beat Jeff's record for the house hack. <laughs> That's for sure. If you take a if you take a pause. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. So, uh, but I'm not sure. But uh, I am. I would love to go into uh, multifamily. And uh, maybe, I don't know, I'm still looking into the uh, storage units or multifamily. I'm not sure yet, but um, I would I would like to explore those more or would love to like partner with uh, with other investors and buy, buy a bigger ones. Because yep. right now, I think being a having a kid and the family, uh, because I don't think I have a lot more time where I can go and screw here and uh, you know like put a screw there and here and mm -hmm. do the handyman work because mm -hmm. when i bought the first house technically it's rent free whatnot but but you have have to have commitment of like work right like oh yeah every every single day like i'm working on something i'm improving the house even though it's my house that's why it's like you may want to work even though you saw something broken you want to fix it but technically you are working a lot of hours to the showings you are working a lot of hours yep. to the, do the marketing it's it's not like Financially, it's rent free, but you are putting a labor instead of putting a money mm -hmm. into it, and that commitment is a lot. Yeah. So, um, but then, but then, once I have like first one, second one done, I think moving forward, I don't think this might be sustainable for me if I do keep doing that, just one house, and then uh, because house is like kind of kids, right? Like child, where mm -hmm. they might have emergencies, you have to leave everything, and just rush it and fix it, right? Or they are demanding, they they. They want to have like this one get fixed and that one get fixed mm -hmm. um, and based on the seasonality, right? Something like that. So, um, yeah. So, uh, from a high level, I'd say as long as you can house hack, do that. Like I agree with what you're saying about, yes, like the, there's that time commitment and hey, even if it's, you know, five or $10 an hour, mm -hmm. like all of our time has value to it. Mm -hmm. But man, the longer you can house hack and the longer your wife and family will, you know, house hack with you, Mm -hmm. Man, that it's such an easy, I say easy win, easy yeah, win yeah. from like, I know it takes time money, but just the leverage and the power you get, man, uh, keep house hacking and then add on something on top of it. Like if I could go yeah, back in yeah. time, that's what I would do. Like yeah. house hack as long as possible. You may have to pause for a year or two, but especially when, when kids are really little, they're usually move yeah. around. Yeah. Um, house hack as much as possible because it's such a, I mean, I just look at those as like yeah. easy base hits. Mm -hmm. I mean, yours have been like doubles and triples with the yeah. more creative stuff you're doing, but do that and then add on more investing on top of there. Got it, good yeah. advice. I agree yeah, too, thanks. it's like just- Do what Jeff did. Yeah, I mean, he's going. been, he's been yeah. investing, but he house acts pretty much every year. Yeah, just wait a year. I mean, cause you get, there's, you know, there's different forms of house right. hacking. So right. if with your family now, you could just find du like a side-by-side -side duplex, mm. like full unit to yourself, separate unit to someone else mm. so there's still multiple forms with it that you could still accomplish all your goals move mm. once a year because the kid's not going to remember from zero to five anyway so yeah. you might as well move <laughs> around uh before yeah. they get into school and all that mm. um and use your flexibility because eventually you won't have it and then we don't have it then you have to buy only investment properties and troy and chris know saving up 20 percent is not that easy for investment properties mm, when the average wow. house here is you know 550k um and the numbers so. just get a lot tougher too yeah. like you don't have as much leverage like yeah. it's a lot of cash and and also at the interest rate right so because he's willing to live right. into in the property as a primary residence for his investment how much is he saving on rate oh it's and down it's payment significant. <laughs> yeah significant let, yeah. let alone the down payment down yeah. payment you're at least looking at 15 percent, right yeah if you're doing five percent down you know outside mm. of your 
zero. <laughs> negative. <laughs> yeah, negative money. The back. other thing I'd say on there too, Ganesh, is you're right. Like, you know, like you don't want to be out there like swinging the hammer or doing this stuff. Like that's, you know, not your skill set, nor is the highest and best use of time, but you're a really good problem solver. I said, you know, we talk to a lot of people and you're a very good like problem solver, which means you're good at deal making. Like a lot of that you can bring us helping to be more of the critter stuff or kind of like putting together and some project management, I would say. Like, mm -hmm. hey, the way you ran uh, this last property you bought with like the timeline, you did your diligence, you got three quotes here, three quotes here, and you just kind of did your matrix. Hey, here's the best for this box, best for this box. Like that's such a highly valuable skill that a lot of people underrate. That's way more valuable than you going there and like fiddling with the toilet guts or you mm -hmm. doing something there. So like I would lean into like house hacking and then your, your deal making and your project management ability. Hmm. because like the way you said it like you know all the stuff you did is yes go get three quotes yes go do this like it's stuff people say but a lot of people don't do and hmm. you did it but he did it on a timeline as well so like that's a very very uh a very good resource to have and a good skill set you can bring to a partnership or a potential partnership hmm. got it yeah special yeah. shout out to troy too because a great lender will understand when <laughs> you get <laughs> uh too many credits or you have the good problem to have uh how to solve that because not every lender most lenders correct me if I'm wrong Troy the traditional other lenders will just say oh just reduce the price you can't use the extra credits you got because you're capped out at whatever right, right. the loan product is so your creativity I think is so valuable in a transaction like this and other ones that that's a huge difference maker for yeah, anyone. Yeah, it's a little bit of extra legwork at the end of the day because the loan's pretty well situated, moving along, moving towards closing, and now you have to kind of address this extra money issue. Uh, and uh, so you've got to weave that into the deal, get uh, the documentation and information that's necessary and get it over to the title company, to the closing department, so to make sure that it's accounted for and taken care of. But but yeah, yeah, it's uh, it works, and we've done it many of times, yeah. and it yeah. really played out well for you, Ganesh. So yeah. super excited for you. Yeah, thanks. I think like one uh, since I'm like an analytics background, I think like with tries how he helped me on this deal is also like analyzing, right? Like because there are so many ways that you can this deal you can go it right. Like for example, um, or this deal or any any other deal is like okay, you get down payment assistant, but your interest rate might be a little bit higher. Right. Yep. If you, right. Yeah, now, yeah. now, or the second one is like, if you get the two one buy down, you add that to it, right? And then there is permutation combination style. The the analysis goes add added on, right? Like, or do you do you pay upfront a little bit to reduce the interest rate, right, for the thirty years? So I think like depending on what your goals are, like whether you're gonna refinance or you. If you keep re doing house hack, you may not refinance for a couple of years um, because I think like there is a rule: you refi, you mm -hmm. you say as your primary residence, and then you you cannot do house hack for that year. Probably right. it can hold you back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, so that's why having those number instead of like after moving forward, like having those number right away and those analysis, you cannot do in your head. You have to have because it will be it will surprise you how how quickly that go up and down. Yeah. It's like even though 300 bucks up and down you do those math right and then i think like he helped me really have those analysis done like case one case two case three case four this is how much my monthly payment look like but this is how my interest look like yep. right and all that stuff and 
I think those are very very valuable and a lot of people I think may may not understand it because those are very high level like you you have to put a lot of brain into it and to understand but I think like what what try help me is to understand all those even a single dollar right and that gives me peace of mind I know like I trust him he will give me a good deal but if I don't understand my deal I I might not be having a peace of mind but now I understand each and every like penny I have peace of mind like I had the best deal I did what I I could do. Uh he did what he could do. He did what it what he could do uh in terms of seller credit. So that's like much more yeah, much more <laughs> appreciated yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. So great job Troy. Yeah, it's uh yeah, a lot you. of times that extra analysis goes underappreciated, but uh we appreciate so thank you. you um so as we wrap this up, I know a lot of people are going to be inspired by your story Ganesh. Um they're going to reach out. So I think at the by the time we publish this, I mean I know I think you're speaking next house hacking meetup group, which will probably won't work out for this. But as a journal shout out, if you're here locally in Denver, every month we have a house hack meetup. Um, come plug in that Thursday nights for beer or Saturday mornings for coffee. So pick pick your vice. Um, and then what's the best way for people if they want to network with you or talk with you, Ganesh? Emails. Social. What's what's the best way to connect with you? Yeah, if they are in Denver, they can uh, meet at my uh, house hack group, right? Yeah. Uh, or yeah, you still come to them? Yeah. yeah them or if you can reach out to me uh, on Instagram. But one thing that I would say, like, um, to my audience, like, uh, is like, even though you may not be thinking like right now to buy a house, or you may have plan in the future, the step, the first step that they can do, or the, the things that they can do right now, is talk to the lender, see where you are at. see what your dti looks like understand those concept what dti means how you can improve those how you can improve your credit score because it's not like today you decided to buy a house and tomorrow you have everything ready it's not like that right yep. because if you want to improve the credit score and that that is like so much important because like even the credit score good credit score and the interest rate the correlation between those is like yeah that that's like surprise you how the numbers will move uh in favor of you if you have a good credit score something like that like so but that doesn't happen overnight it takes mm-hmm. long time to have plan and it takes time to have like patience and be working with your numbers on your daily lives like how much you are spending looks like if you want to buy the house next year how much you're spending should like what car you should buy over the next year before you buy the house mm-hmm. those kind of little decisions or big decisions those affect your ability to buy the next house and to make the number works right so i would say first step just talk to lenders and and um and i think like how your have your concepts clear what needs to be done and what are the action items that uh you have for you if you decided to to buy maybe down the road one year two years yeah well said yeah yeah Absolutely. so well said yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a poster child yeah yeah, yeah. well guys thank you gadash congrats thank you Jeff, thank you. Troy, thank you. It's always fun doing these podcasts with you guys, talking deals, and uh, we'll be talking more soon. So, if you guys have any questions out there, reach out to Ganesh, reach out to myself, Jeff, Troy. Then go out there and take action. Reach out to us as well. We love putting deals together and doing creative deals in high interest rate markets as well. It can be done if there's a will, there's a way. So, thanks everyone. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, thanks for that. <laughs>